everybody. Just going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the best place oh, to yeah. listen to all your audio titles. You can't beat Audible. Audible yeah. lets you enjoy all of your audio entertainment in one app. You'll always find the best of what you love or something new to discover. Right. They have it all. They offer an incredible selection across every genre from bestsellers, yeah. new releases, celebrity memoirs, mysteries, thrillers, motivation, wellness, business, and more. If it's out there, they have it. I'm telling you, I spend so much time on Audible. I love it so much. So many titles for the show that we, all of our podcasts and everything else. It's just phenomenal for traveling. It's great. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases and next listen recommendations to habituate every type of thriller listener. You're going to love it. Keep your heart rate up month after month with this pulse pounding collection you can't hear anywhere else. Now, the title I'm listening to right now that I'm having a lot of fun listening to is The Devil in the White City, it's called. Oh. It's by Eric Larson. It's the story of H.H. Holmes all oh. around the World's Fair in Chicago and how right. he was able to get all this done because there was so much stuff going on. And it's right. really creepy and really great. Fantastic, uh, fantastic listen. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month to keep for keep the it. entire catalog. Mm-hmm. You can have it. It's fantastic, including latest bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. That's audible.com slash smalltownmurder or text smalltownmurder to 500-500. Now back to the show. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you in part by June's Journey. Picture it. The glamour of the roaring 20s, wrapped in a mystery that only you can solve. Dive into June Parker's captivating quest to uncover scandalous family secrets. With your keen eye for detail, find hidden clues and solve mind-boggling puzzles. It's all about observation, intrigue, and drama. But beware, each clue leads deeper into a thrilling storyline filled with danger and romance. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Your adventure awaits. This week, we look at the picturesque town of Golden, Colorado, where a con man took his crimes to the next brutal level. Welcome to Small Town Murder. Everybody and welcome back to Small Town Murder. Yay! Yay, yay. My name is James Petrogallo. I'm here with my co-host. I am Jimmy Wisman. We cannot thank you folks enough for joining us. Most of all, we can't thank you enough for your iTunes reviews this week. Wowza. Pushed us over a thousand, which is <laughs> great. That's that's terrific. Please, if you haven't done it yet, or if you're just thinking, you just, ah, I don't feel like signing in, it takes 30 yep. seconds. It takes way longer to prepare the show. Trust me. Yep. Uh, if you just get on there, you give us five stars, say anything you want. 
anything. We anything. don't care. Cars go vroom. We'll right. be like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They do. It's all they good. Do. But it just it, it <laughs> helps monsters. us. They do. <laughs> it, they, that's right. It helps us on a business end. On the business end, like you wouldn't believe. Honestly, it, it puts you on the charts. And the higher you are in the charts, the more you know you get higher rates for your sponsors. The more important you are. It helps more than we can explain. Let's just say that. Yeah. But without further ado, we really have to push through this this week because we have. We are stuffing 10 pounds of murder in a five-pound bag this week, man. I mean, I'm telling you guys, honestly, it is. Oh, that's adorable. It's true. It's it's a lot of murder. We got to buzz through the town stuff. Great. Can't mess with that too much because we are chock full of murder this week. Good. Um, before we get into this, I went good. And not for some people. <laughs> Jesus, Jim. But uh, before we get into that. The people that listen to this, the people it's good for them. Gonna love it, yes. But the people who it happened to, I don't it's think are terrible. that excited yeah. about it. But you know what? That brings us to our disclaimer that we uh-huh. have to do every week. Just want to let everybody know this is a comedy program. Comedy sound like I was 100. It's a comedy this program. This is comedy, Put you my guys. programs on. It's a comedy program. This is comedy stories. It is. So uh, the, the stories are real. The research yeah. is real. Everything like that is facts are 100% true. We do our best to make sure that it is as accurate as as can be. Yeah. Uh, but we do, we do make jokes. It's a comedy mm. podcast. That's the it's, idea. It's dark stuff. And we try to get through it with some humor and yeah. try to lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, we never make jokes at the expense of the victims, at the expense of the victims' families. We're not mm-hmm. monsters no. at all. No. Nothing like that. So if you, uh, you know, if you don't think that comedy and true crime ever belong together, you're this a monster. Probably, <laughs> this probably is not the show for you. And we shake hands and part ways. And, and also, uh, congratulations! Thank you for trying. Congratulations on your rosy, sunny life yes. that, that you can that you can get through everything. Congratulations just, on being yeah. perfect. Well, we're not. We're gonna have, we're gonna talk about I'm some so murder. Flawed. So uh, without further ado, I'd say uh, let's get into let's this. Do what do you it. say? We're the only show that begs people not to listen, listen beforehand. Please don't listen. Okay, here's our show. <laughs> let's start it out here. Somehow it's working. I don't understand it. <laughs> this week we are in Golden, Colorado. So gorgeous. The beautiful town. Now, Jimmy, you are a Colorado yeah, native. I'm so from Colorado I'm Springs. Gonna, I'm going to lean on you All for right. some Colorado knowledge okay. here. I'm going to ask you Colorado questions let's if they're relevant. <laughs> We're going to buzz through this here. It's in central Colorado, a little bit north central. Yeah. It's right by Denver. It's, it's 20 right mi- there outside of Denver. 20 miles outside of Denver, so it's like a suburb. But mm-hmm. it seems like it's out on its own some. Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, nestled in with three other right. towns, right? It seems like it's kind of out on the west side yeah. by itself. Yeah, the brewery out there, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's it's only a nine square mile town. Is that right? It's Is very, it that small? Very small town and area. It's, it's up there, 5,675 feet. Uh-huh. So uh, if you're not from America, you might not understand. You might not know. It's that, the Rocky Mountains, man. Yeah, Denver is uh, considered a, the mile high yeah. city. This is right outside of it. Uh, zip code 80400, mm-hmm. area code 303. It was founded, basically it's a gold rush town. Right. They found gold around there when they were looking for gold, and they're like, well, let's have a city here. Good yeah. enough. They have gold here. I knew that one wasn't oil. <laughs> That's not oil. No, no. So I knew that for sure. You know, Lino Lakes with wild right. rice. This is a better find. <laughs> this let's, is beautiful. They have rice there. They well, do. I'd rather have gold, <laughs> yeah. so this is probably better. Uh, it's established uh, June 16th, 1859 mm-hmm. is, is when they kind of they established Golden City is what they called it. Everything had a city back then. Right. Denver was Denver City. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah, it was at first Denver City, which I think was actually a little to the west of Denver. I don't even know why they named it Denver. It wasn't John. I know that. No, I don't (laughs) think he had any say in it. Absolutely not at all. It was named for Thomas L. Golden, who was an important kind of a businessman in the area. There was a bunch of other businessmen, prospector assholes A guy named Golden lived in a town that was founded for the gold rush. That's awesome. How perfect is that? That's amazing. Yeah, it was actually the uh, the first capital of the provincial territory. 
It was there. the original capital. It's the original capital. That's fascinating. First of the Kansas territory because the, uh, this was originally Kansas uh-huh. territory, and then once it became Colorado territory, it became the, the capital of right. that. And they moved it back and forth to mm-hmm. Denver, mm-hmm. to Denver City. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. They moved it to Denver City, and then moved it back, and then moved it back again. <laughs> they can't make up their goddamn <laughs> like the mind. Fucking Raiders. <laughs> exactly. They, they, the te- they lost a lot of their people uh, going into the Civil War for you know obvious reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, once the Colorado Territory came in, it was the first official capital. Uh-huh. Uh, during the 1870s, it, that's when all the colleges started. There's a lot yeah. of schools around there. There's Colorado Colorado University, the, mm-hmm. all those schools mm-hmm. that are attached to that. Also, my favorite and where I hope my son goes, and yeah. my daughter for that matter, <laughs> this is this is the type of school you buy them a sweatshirt early and you put it in their crib. Yeah. Colorado School of Mines. Oh, yeah. I have to go I'm there. In. I'm like, listen, you guys have to know about mines. You <laughs> Setting them to. up for black lung. I like yeah, it. That's what I'm saying. 1873, Adolph Coors founds the Coors Brewing Company there. Mm-hmm. And they also make it. They also have a big porcelain department yeah, to that, that which I didn't sense. know about. They uh-huh. make like all these porcelain things mm-hmm. for, I guess, components of... Uh, I don't know. Uh, electrical compo- components. Things like that. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Mechanical yeah. things have porcelain in them. Insulators. And, and they like make that. them. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the School of Mines actually gained, it's got a huge reputation. as really? like That's the premier mine school. Fascinating. I don't know how many other mine schools there are. Have you ever heard of a school of mines? Never. Never. So maybe that's all it is. It's world renowned. <laughs> yeah. It's the only goddamn one. Yeah. Go there if you want to go to that. Real quick, Colorado is named Colorado because the river, obviously, is the Colorado River. Uh, but Well, they had to name that for something. It was named because it's, it's a... I believe Spanish word. It might be fucking Native American. Damn it! I'm gonna have to Google it. Either way, it's the color red. Yeah, it's definitely. It sounds Spanish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's let's go with Spanish on that one. I don't think because the because the red mud that goes through the color makes sense. Gotcha. I'll buy that. Uh, In the 1920s, the Klan, the Ku Klux Klan, was they were. Just holding court booming. there in the twenties, yeah. they were booming. booming business. They held big meetings <laughs> up on South uh-huh. Table Mountain. They burned crosses, visual visible from the town. Yeah. Uh, they would stop at this <laughs> Jewish settlement, like a settlement of a lot of Jewish yeah. people that were from like the Israel area, yeah. and they would stop at, in the twenties and just like honk their horns outside of it on the way to the meetings. Like I used assholes. to be super proud about being from Colorado. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> I'm a, getting new knowledge today. <laughs> they, they, they had their weekly rallies near a place called Castle Rock, which yes. they were. Referred to as Castle with a K, Rock. Of That's course, how, that was their. That's thing. just south of Denver. It's a beautiful place. It, it's, it's estimated that a ten percent, ten percent of the male population in Colorado during the twenties were card carrying Klan members. Ten <laughs> percent. So when you think of like Alabama or yeah. something, lump Colorado yeah. in with it, you racist <laughs> bastards. I know there's a lot of racists. No wonder there. why they need legal yeah. weed. My calm down, chill there. out, <laughs> chill out. They were like, we just need to calm the racists down. Yeah. They're losing it, man. We need to get them. Uh, bound in here. Uh, after World War II, it became a big, like a gold, a bit, not a gold, a big right. boom town. People uh-huh. moved there. I think in World War II, people came home. They were like, let's go out west and find some room. Yeah. And that happened a lot because out west really became populated, sure. as we know. Jobs and factories started moving out there. Baseball teams. Everything. My family so went about around then, too. That's what I mean. And it's uh, beautiful. They do. I'm they telling ha- you. They, it's beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous yeah. up there. It doesn't get any prettier mm-hmm. than Colorado if they're not if there's not a cross burning in the yeah. in this, you know, the <laughs> There's a lot of wood. Scenery. There's a lot of wood. <laughs> a lot of wood there to, to burn, I guess. The town's website touts. This is their I love these slogans. It's, yeah. it's where the West lives. That makes sense. Which it I does. I'll buy it definitely that. does. <laughs> I think it would that would have been better for Ovando. Yeah. That'd be where the West doesn't live because right. there's seventy people here. Right. 
It's yeah. where the West settles and, and goes to die. That's apparently. where it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People from Stanford go there to die. Yeah, more uh, doing the population breakdown here, way more males than females. It's almost mm-hmm. 56% male. Which Listen, is, man, it's there's a lot of beer. Normally 51% female. Yeah. So that's, I don't know if the mine college has something to do with that. And the beer. And the beer, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, it's a young crowd there. The median age there is 30.7, okay. which is very young. The, the, usually these towns, they all skew older yeah. usually, but the, the average is 37.4. Hmm is the median age around the country. Uh, there's way less children that are 0 to 14-year-old okay. there. They have, I don't know what it is, a young children, there's not a whole lot. Twice as many people as average of ages 18 to 24. So I'm assuming that's colleges. Gotcha. That's the only thing I can imagine there. All age groups 65 and over are below average. Okay. So they're, they're, we're in the middle here. It's a young, there's a, only a few age groups that are really represented that well. Uh, married population is like 10% less than usual. It's only about 41%. Really? It's almost it's 51% is the average. So Alcohol ruins marriages. Apparently it does. <laughs> or maybe minors yeah. too. I don't yeah. know. Maybe they're, they move there. And yeah. I'm thinking, I don't know if this is like the 1870s where people, you know, go into the, just, I'm going off into the woods with a pickaxe and I'll, you know, hopefully I'll be home with some riches. With maybe some not. iron ore and some, some. Might get eaten by a bear. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We're not positive here. Uh, the the now married is also less than than because they have you know married ever and then right. now married that's also less uh, way more single people uh, racially it's eighty two percent white which is about twenty percent higher than normal yeah one point oh four percent black so not a lot of black people There's there not. no twelve percent's no. the usual uh, two point five five percent Asian so mm-hmm. they've let some Asians come yeah. there I, I I hope they weren't just there to build a railroad <laughs> and then got trapped but. That's half the half the usual population Holy of, shit. of Asians. Uh, almost ten percent Hispanic, which is not bad. Still below yeah, average, I, but not bad. I mean, just the ge- general population of Denver. There. It seems like the Hispanic population has grown Denver. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. probably Denver. And but it's this just is, that's yeah. just east of there. I can yeah. I can imagine there's. It's boomed there a little bit, too. Uh, religion, 36% people identify yeah, themselves as it's, religious. It's not a lot not of a religious lot. people up 50s there. 50s average. Yeah. That's your usual. It's just Catholic, mm-hmm. Catholic, Lutheran, Methodist. Just a mixture of, of people. Mormons also. Yeah. LDS there, obviously. Uh, polit- uh, 0.2% Jewish. Wow. There's like three Jewish people no there. Shit. That's good. They got a couple... That's less chance of violence. Yeah. With, with, with the more Jews the you more have, Jews, the less, the less yeah. your violence goes. We're just going by our experience <laughs> of the numbers. It's just numbers. Uh, 0.01% Muslim. So uh-huh. they've let a couple of Muslim couple people guys there. Come through. Uh, 51% Democrat, about 46% Republican. Yep. The rest are some independents there, which may, that makes sense. That's why there's legal weed. Yes. Uh, I would say. Uh, 95% of the people there are high school grads, uh-huh. which is very high. Uh, 53 per, 53% have a four-year degree. Wow. 29% is the average. And My we, goodness. And we rarely hit that in a, in yeah. a town. So this, 53%. That's 53%. That's a lot. Uh, the me- and, it, and it shows because the median household income is higher here. It's 58000 Yeah, is the median household income. Average is about 53 uh, more people. It's weird because it's haves and have-nots. I'm assuming these are college students. Uh, more people make under fifteen thousand a year than normal, uh-huh. but way more people make over two hundred thousand a year than normal. That makes sense. That's so that, those, four, those four-year degrees, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the four-year degrees, and it's uh, people probably with a lot of money maybe moving there just yeah. to. Retire at I 42 guess. if you made a bunch of money in the stock and market. Own a like, mine. I'm going to go there, own a mine, mm-hmm. hope, you know, trap some men underground, and you know, <laughs> act like a real mogul here. Uh, jobs where people are working in Golden. Uh, there's more manage. There's more like business and finance there than average. No, no com- computers, engineering, nothing like that. No community social services. No legal. <laughs> 
no arts, no entertainment, nothing like that. It, get all that shit in Denver. Nope, get it all in Denver. <laughs> uh, healthcare, though. I, I don't know if all the hospitals are there for uh-huh. the whole area or what, but it's like 19% of the jobs are in healthcare practitioners Black lung, babe. and technology. It's minors. It's they like, need, it's they almost, need work after they retire. It's almost four times the yeah. average. These that, So that's that's wild, man. All those it's, guys got shit going on, some sort of disease that they earned from all the yeah. years in a mine. And then uh, a much higher uh, food prep and serving okay. percentage than normal. I assume from tourism that would be there. Uh, so, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, cost of living there. You yeah. need to make a lot because it's expensive. Oh, I'm sure. We do 100 being yeah. the baseline for cost of living. Overall cost of living here is 148, yeah, which is high. Uh, groceries are actually lower. Utilities, transportation are Thank lower. Thank you, King Supers. Things are lower. Health care is right on the money. <laughs> yeah. But housing is 249 wow. of 100. So Whoa. think about that. It is two and a half times the average for housing. That is there. steep as shit. It is wild. It really is. Uh, two, the, the average two-bedroom apartment here goes for 1155 a My month. My goodness. 1027 is normal. Yeah. Uh, we'll do the golden real estate report I real quick it. here. Like I said, the two-bedroom apartment. I found a two-bedroom, one-bathroom house. It's 800 square feet. It is $379,000. Holy shit. Those are like outskirts L.A. prices. That, you know what that's, I mean? That's, that's like Queens expensive. expensive. That's super expensive. That's a lot. Uh, For 800 square feet, you're talking about 300 grand. Yeah, well, here's three-bedroom, two-bath, 1,300 square feet is $512,000. That's not a huge no. house. That's like an average little house if you have two small but kids or something. But they're beautiful. They're really it's cool nice, houses. It's nice. There's stuff to do outdoors, but yeah. holy shit, that's expensive. It really and, is. And as you get... You, know, you can't bigger, do anything outdoors because no. you got to work all day to pay for your <laughs> for mortgage. Pay for this? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, things to do here. Things to do. Ton of hiking. Yep. Ton of mountain climbing. Yep. Of course, the brewery tour. Yep. But guys, don't go to college. Just do not go to, go to Golden, Colorado and just go on the brewery tour and no. go hiking, hiking and all that. What you really need to see... <laughs> Is the Rocky Mountain Quilt Museum? Oh no! Go to the Rocky do they Mountain. Really? They have a Rocky Mountain <laughs> Quilt Museum, and it's in their top list of things what to do. What the fuck would you? <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you give a shit? Of, I can't believe they. I can't believe that somebody sat around and said we need a museum for this shit. We have so many quilts. We have so There's many. just so many, and they're from a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. We have old quilts. Yeah. We have quilts made by famous people. Right. We, we got have soot on these so ones. Much they're so quilts. important. Jesus, let's let's wow. Uh, the crime rate. Let's get into crime. <laughs> Fucking quilt museum. A Quilt Museum, but uh, these people in this, our story today are going to wish they had spent t- more time at the Quilt Museum. All right. uh, the crime rate, our thing here, mm-hmm. and then we'll get right into the crime, is uh, property crime, burglary, robbery, theft is just below the national average, yeah. so pretty safe for that. Violent crime, murder, rape, robbery, assault, less than half the national average, wow. like way under half the national average. It's a small town, it's yeah. small town safe, this yeah. place, you know what I mean? Nice little place. Now let's get into our people okay. here. That aren't so safe. I'd like to tell you folks, and Jimmy, I'd like to tell you all a little story, a little tale about a fella named Wild Bill Cody. Oh, no. Yeah, this I know all about him. This isn't, do you know him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is not from- uh, My sister was, shares the same birthday. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is this a Colorado he's institution? A, he's, a, he's quite the, quite he's the a historic man. He's a piece of yeah. shit, yeah, this he guy. Is. He's a huge piece of shit. <laughs> he was a drinking son of a bitch. And I was excited to see his uh, to see that he took, de- well, I'm not excited, but yeah. I was ha- happy to see that his crimes took place in a small town, yeah. just because they're done anyway. There's really? nothing we can do about it. We might 
might as well be able to talk yeah. about it. If it happened in a bigger city, we couldn't talk about it. That's so. who we're talking about today? We're talking about Wild Bill Cody, William Amazing. Lee Neal. Amazing. William Lee Neal, better known as Wild Bill Cody. I yeah. want to introduce him like I was telling a story from the Old West. Yeah. But it's not from the Old West. It's from the 80s and 90s. The 18, 1980s and 90s. This not is the a different 80s. Wild Bill Cody then. Oh, we're talking about somebody different. Okay. No, no, no. You're, ta- you're thinking about, what, an old cowboy yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He was in the circus and shit. This guy he was, was still a piece of shit. No, no, no. This, okay. <laughs> this guy is much worse. All right. This is, this I like makes, that he earned himself a nickname oh, of somebody that's storied in Colorado. He didn't earn shit. He just called himself <laughs> Wild Bill Cody. That's, a, that's hilarious. He's a complete con man, this guy. Really? And a complete scumbag. Let's get right into okay. him because they're, oh my God, it's a pile of asshole. Uh, <laughs> he's born on October 7th, 1955 in okay. Belvoir, Virginia. Okay. Uh, he's got, he's the youngest of five children. Mm-hmm. He's got an older brother, three older sisters. So he's the baby mm-hmm. and his mom dotes on him and he's the, it's, she's, he's the golden child of the mm-hmm. family, that sort of thing. Uh, his father's a chief warrant officer in the Air Force. Uh, Neil here, we're going to call, I don't know, we'll, we'll call him. We'll call him Wild Bill. What okay. the hell? Whatever. Old asshole Wild. Well, let's call him Dickhead Bill. <laughs> this is the second guy that had a nickname. The other one, yeah. Animal. Animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This son, he just made up a name because he thought it sounded like a cowboy. He's he from Virginia. Yeah. Later yeah. on, he dresses like a full cowboy in the really? 1800s. You're like, you're from Virginia, dude. <laughs> like, you're from Virginia. You've lived in in, in Texas and Alaska. Yeah. You're not a. You drive cowboy. a car. Stop it. You drive it. a car, <laughs> Mister. Um, uh, uh, Dickhead Bill here remembers his father as quote a good man and a disciplinarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he said it was a very yes, ma'am, no, sir type of thing. You know, you, you get smacked around for talking back. Yeah. That sort of thing. Like an old school military style raising. Sure. Uh, he, about when when uh, when Dickhead Bill here, I keep <laughs> grabbing for what to call him. When Dickhead Bill was about nine, his dad retired. He, he said that's when things started to get a little off. When yeah. he was about when his dad, when he was about 12, Dickhead Bill, not his dad. <laughs> His dad started drinking heavily and started using his belt on him more and beating yeah. him more and just being yeah. generally a meaner guy to the family. When he was 12. When, yeah, when Wild Bill was about 12 here, okay. when Dickhead Bill. Uh, he loved his mom, said his mom was awesome. She was, but she call, He called her, quote, the, defi- the definition of love was my mother. Okay. She said she was beautiful, a gorgeous brunette, which is a little weird to say anyway, but... <laughs> You know, he Somebody's said, got a weird boner for their mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, he's got issues, this okay. guy. Let's just say that. Said she was very devoted. Said that parents never fought. He grew up in what he called an all-American family. Right. Parents never fought. She, he said that one word from his mother was enough to let his dad know that, you know, they, that that was enough. Yeah. And take it back and he'd apologize. And, you know, it didn't take any shit. So just a nice a nice couple. Said his father told him a lot. Don't leave, don't steal. Don't lie. Do what's right. Tell the truth. If you do something wrong, you better come to me before anyone else does. That Decent sort of thing. dad. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to raise him with some values. Uh, in 1965, they moved to San Antonio, Texas. That's where he got his. That's a. That's miserable. That's a. That's back a then to too. get a shitty nickname. <laughs> now San Antonio's getting like to be a decent city. Right. Like back then, it was probably. It seems like it probably smelled like shit. Yeah. In, in 1965, <laughs> I very, wasn't alive in 1965, and I definitely wasn't in San Antonio, so I don't know. But right. I'm just. Could guessing. have been. Could have been very East El Paso. <laughs> I think so. Very East El. By the way, when we're driving to uh, uh, South by Southwest, yeah. quick quick story here. We're driving through El Paso, and Jimmy looks to the south. <laughs> he looks to the south, hey, and why, he goes, "Why don't they just move to the other side goes, of the?" 
freeway. Man, so much nice. South, South El Paso is a shithole. I go, that's Juarez. That's Juarez, Jimmy. That is not Jimmy, America. Jimmy, that's Mexico. That is Mexico. Oh, that makes sense. It's one of the worst towns in Mexico, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and it's and they it's get terrible. to see how nice it is right across a freeway. Literally, there's a yeah, freeway there dividing look. them. At least they're looking at El Paso and right. not a nice city. Right. Because, you know, if they were looking at Golden, Colorado, right. you couldn't keep anyone. No, no, no. It'd be a El Paso, mad rush. You're going, eh, 601. <laughs> Maybe we'll know, stay here. It's not that bad, I guess. Uh, so... <laughs> Dickhead Bill moves yeah. moves to they move to San Antonio. He's ten years old and he has his first little run in with trouble. Yeah. Him and a friend of his, they're in a little store, little corner store. They stole something small, a piece of candy, something like that. Yeah. They took the they they caught him. The security guard caught him and took him in the office. Yeah. And they threatened to call their parents. And they freaked out and cried and, you know, did everything they could so these people wouldn't call their Manipulation parents. Manipulation learning early. Because he was scared yeah. shitless yeah. of his dad. His dad's going to beat him. Absolutely. And they didn't call the parents. They didn't call. He got what? away with it. And he says later on, quote, she thought she was giving me a break. And we thought she had we had really put one over on her, but she should have called my dad and had her and had him whip the tar out of me. Maybe if she'd given me didn't give me that break, things would have been different. Now he's trying to blame shit on right. a lady in a shop. When the he was breaking 10. point for him was stealing a piece of bubble gum and getting away with it. No, and I don't he, think that, so. But that gives him a pass to, to be a shit the rest of his life. He attributes his behavior to twenty different things. Really? I mean, they could all be factors making the Voltron of an asshole, but <laughs> making the Voltron <laughs> asshole, but yeah. instead. They're not. They're he, anyway. Yeah. He he still was on the right path. His dad took him to FBI headquarters in Washington D.C. when he, they still lived in Virginia, and he wanted to be an FBI agent at the time. And then his second choice was to be a minister. So he wanted to be an FBI agent or a minister. That's, which, a, that, that's a different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. I Anywhere you so. land in the middle is about right. Yeah. <laughs> Anything you wind up as from minister to FBI agent, you're like, I, I'm living the dream. Anything I in did there. It. Anything in the middle is fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I did it. Uh, so he said that he was named after his family pastor. One of his uncles was, was a minister. Yeah. And he said that he was so kind and gentle. And he also said that, quote, I loved the word of the Lord Jesus. I liked going to Sunday school because people just seem to be nicer on Sundays. Never did like mean people. Everybody's <laughs> nice on Sunday. Who does like mean people? It's such a weird statement. Here's, yeah, it's Sunday. Nobody yeah. fucking works. That's no, a great day. That's why they're of happy to be they're off. Happy. They're going yeah. home. The Broncos are on. Yeah. They're not in Golden yet. They're no. in San Antonio. Right. So hopefully the Spurs are on. They didn't have them to Spurs yet there. Hopefully maybe the rodeo was on. I don't there know was what no reason to be nice in San Antonio None. then. Just be angry. It's dirty. Also, this is another quote from him I have to give because uh, it's asshole to the max here he says quote my sister told me there was a bad storm when i was born and that that was the reason there was a light about me <laughs> who are you fucking powder what are you talking about he's acting he, he, he has and now like I a can jesus make, complex yeah he now really i can does. make forks all stick together what the fuck are you talking about unreal man uh <laughs> unbelievable uh father kept started beating him up around this time yeah. like i said he started drinking heavily also when he's 13 years old he molested a young girl. Okay. Now now he's yeah. no passes no, for anything. He this already is not sucks. stealing candy. No, 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 no. You've just molested right a girl. Right there is why you're a piece of shit. Now sir. I don't like you. Right. Yeah, I didn't now care about suck. the other shit. <laughs> yeah. Now you're a dickhead. Uh, he was 13, uh, molested a young girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, no charges or anything. It was 1967 in San mm-hmm. Antonio. I'm not sure what would be done about that. And he's a 13-year-old white yeah, kid. Yeah, they'd probably be like, well, you know, kids. Right. And I don't think they knew how to deal with that back then right. the way they would now. And boys they, will be boys. What the fuck are you talking about? At this time, when he's 13, he says that he began a sexual relationship with an older married woman. Hell yeah. Which, I don't know, now that we've seen all these <laughs> teachers in action, that might be true. Because yeah. this is something that. 
people, older people look for. I, I like how everybody says that that's disgusting, but no. When fun. I was thirteen, no. I wouldn't have been disgusted. I wouldn't have all. given two shits. No, well, I mean, I would have given a lot of shits. Yeah, I would have been happy, but not that we're saying that's okay. It's not or okay. Like no, that. I don't want anybody touching no. my kids. But, no, you know, it's I don't want to. I, I know my head when I was thirteen, right. and I would have put it in anything that. Went, yeah, so I don't want matter. my thirteen-year-old son banging away at some thirty-year-old. No, I definitely don't want. I'm not going to tell him that he's an asshole if he tells me he did it willingly. Yeah. <laughs> if he's not, I'm not going to call him a dick for doing it himself. I'm going to be like, that's fucking incredible, yeah. dude. You're, he, you're he, figuring it out. Yeah. <laughs> he basically said that she did it to get back at her husband, basically, uh, for something. And I'm going to get back used. at my husband and molest a child? That's yeah, not I don't know if that was... <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know if he would be jealous of that or if he would be just, what the hell's wrong with the you? the fuck? Are you sick? Yeah, she was um, looking for a divorce. She uh, called things off after about six months, and he was kind of, uh, you know, yeah. devastated by that yeah. sort of a thing. He tried it didn't back. break up the marriage? <laughs> he tried getting back with her years later, actually, too, really? which we'll get into here. She's like, no, you're too old. <laughs> no, no. She, he said he didn't want anything, anything to do with her. Uh, he, uh, anyway, we'll get into that in okay. a moment. But he says that he became more distant from his family, not as cheerful after that. Uh, he, he's, he says, "quote I knew I couldn't be a minister or a minister or an FBI agent, not after what I had done." <laughs> and he claims of doing a lot more than what we absolutely know about. Okay. He claims even more. Uh, he claims to have been sexually abused in his teens by a church elder mm-hmm. at that point. Maybe that got him off the minister road here. I don't know. He, he, that could have happened. I don't know. He molested a young girl early. By my count, he's great for ministry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, no shit. He's he's right on the path. Yeah. Like, they, they, that's they perfect. A, they had a recruiter out, and they're yeah. like, listen, we've been keeping an eye on you. We like your outside jumper. You've done a real great, kid. Yeah. Unreal, man. You're 40 uh, times impeccable. Ugh. So uh, also at this point, he starts uh, a little bit of animal abuse. Mm. He kills a cat with a fork in front of his brother to prove a point. What the fuck point? Uh, this is not the last time. Later on, because we're not going to have time to get into it. Later on, yeah. he also killed a girlfriend's cat with some nunchucks and killed a puppy by punching it to death. My goodness. So yeah, he's not he's a great guy. He's resourceful. He finds forks and nunchucks. <laughs> forks, nunchucks, his fists, anything he can. I uh, started getting an anger with his sisters at this point. His sisters would do things that he claimed, and later on they actually admitted to their mother on her deathbed that they actually did this. They would they would do things to themselves and then say that he did it to get him in trouble. What? The, and they thought it was, I don't know, if they had some sadistic, That's sick hilarious. That's way terrible. they like to do. Yeah, they would like choke themselves and pinch themselves and do th- things like that and have the, like, one would hit each other and then have the other one hit each other and then be like, he came in and did it. And then oh my the, God. he said they would stand back and laugh at him while his father beat the shit out of him with what the belt. What a couple of sadistic yeah, bitches. Absolutely. So this made him... Uh, this didn't help his no. his his his, uh, dis- his disposition. Let's yeah, just that'll say. make you loathe women. That'll well that and a bunch of other things. And there's got to be something wrong with him too. I mean, that's not enough to make you loathe women. I had an aunt that used to. She was only nine years older than us, and she used to tie us up with bandanas and pre- <laughs> pretend she was some demonic character. And I don't hate women at all. I'm fine. And it was fine. Yeah, know? but they, she didn't pinch herself and then have her true, dad knock true. the living shit out of you for no, it. No, but my grandmother would smack me if I told on her. All right. So I might get the hell out of here yeah. in her Italian accent and smack me. What do I? What am I? to do about it okay never it's mind it's a bandana you pussy yeah that's what she did basically she's like i hid from nazis get out of here <laughs> okay sorry never mind uh, that's hilarious it's a tough one man uh now his father also would he said embarrass him in public he'd take him to bars and uh and like just insult him in front of his friends what in front of his dad's friends his friend they they would just take turns picking on the kid oh that's so weird which is really weird uh, the whole time, though, her mother made it clear that he was the, her, her favorite, which yeah. is what I think the sisters resented in him, was that she he was, 
you know, yeah. he was the favorite, and right. he's the baby, and they're like, oh, right. you know, let's 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 get the baby, get the shit beat out of right. him. Uh, he joins the army in 1972 at age 17. Try to get some of this aggression out. This yeah. might not be a bad idea. He claims he was raped by a sergeant wow. in the army. So I don't know if he's just a magnet for for everywhere he goes. The the adults that he's trusting yeah. are are ruining him. Every- Which if he this is a thing and this is a true psychological thing. Anybody that's studied any kind of abuse or anything like that yeah. knows this. There is an odd sixth sense that predators have. Yeah, and it's people too. Predator people they know. They know who to go after. Yeah. They know. They know the ones that are damaged. They know the ones that that the aren't going to tell. Yeah. They know the ones that this has happened to before. Mm-hmm. They can tell. It's a. I don't know what it is. I don't know what part of evolution that is. Where that that's something left over from an animal instinct or what the hell it is. But it's really, really, it's really bizarre. It's really but bizarre. Can, but it's the truth. It is that people who get abused get abused just throughout life. It's, yeah. it's amazing. They can sniff them out. It's wild. Uh, he gets out of the army and he goes back to the married woman. Okay. Or she comes to him basically, and she want, He said, "Oh, you had me as a boy. Now you can have me as a man." Right is what he told her, That's which creepy. is creepy as shit. Yeah. And uh, basically, he said she got too clingy and he couldn't deal with it. <laughs> what a and he took off. Line. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Never mind." Right. So he meets uh, a woman named Karen, who would become his wife later on. And I have to talk a bit about Karen before the crime and about his marriage to her because it really foreshadows everything and shows an escalation and just gives you an idea of his personality and what he's doing. He meets Karen in in Washington, D.C. She worked at an outdoor equipment type place. She was climbing, mountain climbing, outdoorsy, camping equipment, that sort of thing. She said he came in, asked for some equipment they didn't have. Uh, She was smitten with him right away. He was a very good looking guy when he was younger. A good talker, okay. long, bra- long blonde hair, which in the 80s was okay, yeah. long blonde hair, blue eyes. He's only 5'8". He's not a tall guy or anything like that, but he's charming and he's handsome back then. 5'8 ain't that short, you dick. No, you'd love to be 5'8". <laughs> you'd love to be 5'8", I understand. I am 5'8". What I mean is he, you are not 5'8". I'm 5'8", I with, swear to God. With your shoes on, right. So he's like, Right, exactly. I look really small, I look though. 5'8", trust me. So, yeah, this he, he's... Just laid it on her, though. She liked him. He took off. She yeah. told him another store that might carry it where he could go. And yeah. she got off of work, got in her car, and drove to that store to see if she could meet him there. Uh-huh. That's how, like— She was really into it. She was into yeah. him. And she caught him—he was coming off the bus. And she was like, I would have given you a ride. Why'd you come here? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, basically, he came back the next day, and he was wearing a suit and tie mm-hmm. and was all dressed up and done up and, and got off the and bus. Proper, <laughs> got off the bus. <laughs> Had already talked to her boss and had her boss clear because normally she got a half hour for lunch. He cleared it with her boss that she got an hour today and he was wow. going to take her out to a nice dinner. And he had a bunch of money and he took her out to a fancy meal. Yeah, he always has money and clothes and connections that are completely unexplained. Weird that we'd have no idea why or how he does this. He's an amazing con manipulative man. con man. This yeah. guy makes Ted Bundy look like a so-so kind of con man. Like he really does. <laughs> it, it's incredible. What you um, cast, you goofy pussy? <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. He didn't. He could just talk people. Into it. Yeah. He didn't have to just trick them like Bundy that. At least Ted Bundy had a car, though. <laughs> yeah. And her parents liked him at first, too. Her parents were like, good. She was like a drinker, and she'd smoke weed and shit like that. And he, uh-huh. was, he was pretty straight edge. He didn't, okay. he, didn't smoke, he didn't smoke weed. He wasn't a big drinker at the time, and they liked that. They yeah. were like, yeah, here's a nice, clean-cut young man. Yeah. He, he, plus, he's a con man. He comes across really well. Uh, I'm sure every girl he's ever went out with, their mother and father liked him. Probably, right. Just one of those things. Yeah, so it was, it was one of those things. He just always had money, and she didn't understand why. They dated on and off, and she would, he would just disappear for months at a time and not talk to her, and then he'd come back, and she'd take him back. 
Really? But he would, this is throughout everything. He just disappears for months at a time. I can't get out of my house for 10 minutes no. without te- constant text. No. Well, he knows he's a predator, and he knows who to go after. Gotcha. And this girl, for some reason, is, I don't know what it is, but she's she falls for this. He And he also, too, he lies to her a ton. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He lies to her sense. a ton. He tells her that uh, he, he was a member of the Green Berets when he wasn't. He was just in the Army. Tells her that he was on the Alaskan Mountain Rescue Team and showed her pictures of him, showed him, you know, pictures of him, her himself in snowshoes. <laughs> like, that's supposed <laughs> that to prove it. That ought to do it. <laughs> no, no, there you go. Said he, owned, said he owned an alarm system company called Neil Tech. Uh, oh, my said, God. He even had a name for it. Oh, yeah. He said they they uh, they installed some of the White House security systems. Oh, like that's how high level it was. I mean, he was just whatever. He told her how sensitive he was to to his family and he loved kids and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And she, you know, he would romance her. You'd bring her flowers yeah. and champagne and big extravagant dinners. And, like he was really he's a con man yeah. and he's doing well. Uh, she said he could do he could fit into any crowd, walk in anywhere and be whatever he wanted to be. Jesus. That's what she said. He was at home either in the woods or at a fancy gathering wearing a, wearing an expensive suit and having an expensive haircut. That's a hell of a dating profile. Either one. That's not yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah, as a dating profile, it's not bad it until, you, awesome. until you get into the murder, right. which will come, be coming soon here. Uh, that, but there were some, some warning signs. Mm-hmm. He had some quirks, like they'd be walking down the sidewalk or they'd be in a mall or something, just walking around anywhere where people gather. And he would see, Dickhead Bill would see a woman in like a, a short skirt or a tight sweater. And apparently he would mutter under his breath, slut and whore and yeah, things like that. Yeah, boy. Like, slut, whore. <laughs> and Jimmy's kidding, by the way. Just so you know. Because we'll have, we will get tweets like, yeah. why is Jimmy a misogynist? He's not a misogynist. Not He's fucking kidding. Joking. Uh, the, the comments, they're always like under his breath. So she could hear what the women couldn't. But like every time. He did, he would do it constantly. He'd go back. She would tell him to stop. He would he would stop for a minute, and then a week later, he'd be slut or bitch. She would Jesus. be saying things. He's got a problem with women. We'll we'll say here. One night, this is sick. This this is a. He does this several times. He likes to test these women, and he likes to. He's a manipulative lunatic. Yeah. He's a sociopath and a psychopath. I guess I don't know the exact definition of it, but it doesn't matter. I do well, know him. I just don't know him off the top of my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one night, he takes Karen, his wife, here yeah. to a, a romantic lodge out in the mountains to do to, for a getaway. He got, he even got her some weed because he yeah. knew she liked it. He didn't smoke it, but he got her some coke. Yeah. And you know, had that for her. champagne. It was going to be a nice night. Uh, you know, everything's going nice. The fire's going. And then <laughs> That's the a very f- thoughtful man. He got her weed and coke. And coke. He's That's- like, I know you like it, but he's trying to prime her for something <laughs> okay. is what he's doing. He's not being thoughtful all at right. all. This is for his own. Everything he does is for That's- his own right. That's uses. His, That's his bath bomb and his, and his wine. <laughs> Absolutely. A phone rings. Uh, he he said something quick and hangs up. She explained. He explained to her that who is there is a friend of his who's in the room next door. Okay. She he wants his friend to come over and have sex with them. Oh God! Basically, he's no. saying let's have a threesome with two guys. Oh, let's do the this. The devil's threesome. Good the devil. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, Karen said no. She said mm-hmm. I don't want anybody else. Yeah. I just want you know. I don't want to be a cock kebab. Thank yeah, you. I don't. No, I'm thank fine you. with yeah. one person here. <laughs> Uh, and so she got all mad at him, and then the phone rang again, and he just said no and slammed it down. <laughs> like, no, you're not. Can I, can I come now? My dick's out. And he said no. Uh, later on, he would tell her, well, you passed the test. That's what she said. He said, "If quote, if you had said yes, our relationship would have been over. We'd have had a good time at first, but then it would have been over. What? So he, was, he just wanted her to 
do it so then he could abuse her for it, basically. That's Jesus. What, this is what he does. Uh, they move to Houston, Texas. They get married after 10 days See, in Houston. Real quick. Yeah. If you're in a relationship and they test you, they're an asshole. Leave. That's, That's it. it. That's the That's end of the story. Perfect thing to say there. Uh, when they arrived, they leased an apartment in her name, obviously. Yeah. And Bill said that he didn't want the women at the rental office to know they were, quote, having relations. Mm-hmm. He's probably trying to fuck the women at the at the at the rental office because yeah. that's all he does here. Uh, they they were, got married after 10 days. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. And she even said, it's classic, got me away from my environment, my parents, my job, my friends, and I had nothing but him, mm-hmm. and then he could do whatever he wants. Uh, on their wedding night... On their wedding night, uh, he wanted to play a game where they, you know, tell each other their deepest, darkest sexual secrets no. and all that sort of thing. Don't do that either. Nobody no. wants to know the number. No. Nobody wants well, to know any of this. He asked her if she'd ever slept with a married man. She said yes, and she's regarded it ever since. And he got really mad and choked her and threw her down on the ground, choking her and yelling at her on the floor. Well, you asked, dude. That's the same as going yeah. through somebody's phone. If You're looking for a problem. You're looking to start an argument. He Don't ask those screaming questions. screaming at her, calling her a whore. Uh. After this too the sex had changed like now he was just like he mean. was he was mean yeah. he, he would say quote uh uh she said quote it was th- after that it was pain is good and it hurt it's good when it hurts oh and stuff God. like that no it's, like, no it's not no. jesus christ after that they leave his idea is they want to move up and down the east coast and just drive up and down and see where they like and move somewhere. You're with a criminal. That's and, what that means. Yeah, she was into it. She thought it was adventurous no, and fun. it's not adventurous. And, He's running no. from something. <laughs> so they go up and down the East Coast for eight months. Mm-hmm. They settle in Anatoc, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then Bill leaves when they're in Tennessee. He takes off and says he has to go to Texas to help his mother. His father had had a heart attack okay. and they needed to sell their home. And mm-hmm. he said he was going to go to Texas, help his mother prepare their home in San Antonio for sale. Okay. Said, I'll be back in three weeks. He's gone for eight months. <laughs> eight months. And she just sticks around? She sticks around. What? He's like, yeah, I'm here. And like, they'd talk on the phone. She'd hear you know, a woman in the background talking and shit. And she's, he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about that. And don't worry about going. that. I'm, I'm definitely not having sex for eight months. No, definitely not. Now, also, too, at his request, at Dickhead Bill's request, a, he had a neighbor and her husband literally keep tabs a notebook like they're investigators keeping track of someone's comings and goings at her house at, 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 at their apartment to wow. keep track of karen that's uh, that's vile yeah he, a seno pad with everything she who she'd been with where, where she'd been all this stuff they told they felt bad and eventually He's got told somebody her. else stalking her yeah, for him they felt bad and eventually told karen and they said well he said you that he couldn't trust you and he and he didn't know what you were doing and <laughs> it's like why'd you but he could talk to strangers that live across the hall and is stalking his girlfriend like that's that's something you know what, what I mean? kind of people are they they're like sure we'll do it what yeah you'll spy on someone he sells all their belongings. Yeah. She comes home from work one day. All of her shit's gone. Wow. Everything. All of her expensive, like climbing gear, all that, all gone. Sold wow. it for just bare minimum, whatever, and said, we're going to live in a van. Ugh. We're living in a van, and then we're going to move to Colorado Perfect. in a few months. And then she was and like, she said, okay. Okay. <laughs> so they live in a van. This woman is a saint. They, so they live in a van, mm-hmm. and after a few months of living in a van, which is insane, uh, he just decides, I want a divorce now. <sighs> I want a divorce. This I don't want you anymore. Line's not doing it. You have till the end of the month to get out of the van. That's literally <laughs> what he said. I'm not kidding. That's an actual thing that happened. You're evicting me from an econo from line. Van. What are you doing? So that was in that was December first, eighty five. Yeah. The divorce was final by by before the new year. My That's God. how fast they got she this. She really done. put it. To, she put everything out for him, and yeah. he wants it. How can you want a divorce from that woman? I, it's insane. He he gets he ends up. 
he is all over the place. He's mm-hmm. married four times, by the way. Yeah, That's the first wife. He then has a girlfriend named Karen Boxer, another box, another Karen. Yeah. They move out to Denver. He gets a job with an alarm company. Uh-huh. He's still trying to get money from the first Karen in Virginia. He hears that her parents died and uh-huh. that she'll be getting a bunch of money. So he's calling her with crazy sob stories. Once they said the mafia was after him. He said they were going to kill him if he didn't, uh, if he didn't uh, pay them back. All this shit. Is she basically just trying to guilt her into it? He's saying, if you don't give me the money, I'm going to die. And then he wouldn't die. And yeah. then a month later, he'd have another story where he needed more money. <laughs> and, and he's also about to die. <laughs> and he's about to die. Also, at this point, uh, he becomes a suspect in a rape and murder mm. of a girl abducted from a gas station in upstate New York, mm-hmm. which is a thing he's he's talked to and questioned by the FBI several times and eventually not arrested. I don't think they ever made an arrest in the case. Yeesh. So that he was a suspect in that, though, which isn't great. I've never been... I've never been a suspect in anything. Never been a suspect no. by the FBI in an, an abduction, no. rape, and no. murder. Never <laughs> happened. Just never happened. I mean, it does happen. People it get happens to some people to all get, the time. To, yeah, but not several times. Right. No, they talk to you once and go, "Okay, that's not the guy," right. and then they keep moving on. Uh, he marries Karen Boxer in Alaska. They move. They live in Alaska. How for a does while. he get around? I don't know. He cons everybody. This is wait till you see the the plates this man is spinning. And we have Jeez. to bust through it quick here. The license uh, plates. It's amazing. Yeah, the license plates. They move to Virginia from mm-hmm. Alaska. Uh, they also they move up to Clifton Park, New York, which mm-hmm. is the why he got questioned for the uh, rape because he right. was in the area. The rape and murder up there. Uh, they separate in 1990. The second Karen number two and dickhead dickhead Bill mm-hmm. separate. Uh, he takes $9,000 in cash advances from her credit cards and $1,500 from her savings account. Jeez. Just robs it from her and moves to Denver, Colorado, okay. where he begins dating a 19-year-old stripper named Jennifer. Perfect. He And she said, like, everyone was so charmed by him in the strip club. Everyone wanted, <laughs> All the girls wanted to talk to him. In a strip club, these yep. charming women. He Surprising. came up to her. This is how he got her to go out with him. And he said, all the, all the other, she said, all the other guys would just come up and ask you, here's some money if you'll fuck me in the back room or in my car or whatever. He came up and had $500 in singles and put them on the table and said, I'd like to take you out on a proper date. So that that was his approach. Well, he was smart. He saw how the other guys did it, and that didn't right. work. So he said, I'm going to treat you like a lady. And that's what you want, with apparently. Singles. With singles. Because she is either, a stripper. Right. He does either know we'll what go wants. out on a proper date, or you can just stand on that stage for the next, I don't know, however long it takes to get rid of 500 either singles. Either way, this, is, this, this, ba- this big right. block of singles is catnip to this girl, and I know right. it. That's what he's saying. Either way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to heave this single brick at you. It's insanity, man. So they're together, mm-hmm. right? She moves in with him after two days of dating. Mm-hmm. They move in together. One night, a gay friend of hers asked her to go out, a gay guy. So she knows she's not allowed to go out with women right. or with other men or right. anything like that. But she figured a gay dude would be fine. Right. You know what I mean? Of course. It's, it's no big deal. He's clearly not trying to fuck her. Yeah. But when she got home, uh, he, uh, Dickhead Bill had packed up all of her stuff in two garbage <laughs> bags and was kicking her out. And also, by the way, she just found out she was pregnant. Uh, she's 19 years old, an ex-stripper pregnant with this asshole's with baby seed. and all of her shit in a garbage bag. God. Unbelievable, man. Uh, he he questioned her. He drove her to his office where he worked, a place called Dynamic Control, put a chair in the middle of the room, like an interrogation <laughs> set up, and interrogated her about the whole what? thing. What? Made her go through an entire list of people she'd slept with all the way through high school. You don't want that. No, absolutely. Throughout her yearbooks. Things like that would yell at her. Don't you know? The, <laughs> don't you know this hurts me? And say shit like that. He's opening like, the yearbook and just pointing. What about this guy? That's literally what, about what he's this doing. One? <laughs> he threw him out because he couldn't take it anymore. And she was terrified. This poor girl. But she's it's still the worst game of guess who ever. <laughs> it's the worst. It really is. 
So she, he's being such an asshole that she's got to marry him, obviously. Yeah. Because she's pregnant, what? scared at 19. No. Oh, she's pregnant, scared at 19. And if she was a stripper at 19, too, no offense. I know some girls just do it for some extra money. Yeah. A lot of them do it because they've had issues terrible in the past lines. and right. terrible upbringings right. and things like that. And they're comfortable with their clothes off in front of disgusting right. middle-aged men because they had that ish happen to them when they were right. younger, which is sad as fuck. At least his dick isn't out, is what they're thinking the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. At least, At least I'm not in control of right. this. If, right. if I say one word, a, a big giant a guy giant will come man. and throw this fucking guy <laughs> yeah. out. So that's what it is, too. Yeah. So they have a daughter on mm-hmm. July 24th, 1993. Uh, he wasn't there. She called him when she went into labor, yeah. and he said, God damn it, I'm working, and hung up on her. So he was at work. He showed up at 10 o'clock that night. This was from like 9 in the morning, yeah. uh, and she still hadn't delivered yet. She was, they were still going whatever, and so he just went to a bar, and he didn't come back the rest of the night. Next morning, he came and picked them up from the hospital and took them home. That was I it. I had two opportunities I'm to here. do that, and I didn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Took her to a swingers club. Oh my god! Where he, you know, she was uncomfortable, and and he had uh, like blindfolded her yeah. and said that, oh no, no, it's just me and you, and had some other guy oh, have sex no. with her, and she freaked out in the middle of it, and you know that caused a big thing with her. That's not gentlemanly. It was at all. horrible. Yeah, uh, Jennifer started telling her sister about it yeah. because they had a baby. Like I said, the baby girl, and she said the baby girl always loved tub time, mm-hmm. and then one night. Dickhead Bill was watching oh, her, no. and the next day, the baby wouldn't get in the tub without screaming and crying. Oh, and geez. so she was, she was, you know, worried that he was molesting yeah. the baby as well. It's ridiculous. So I finally, hate those words it's horrific. So finally, May '95, Jennifer and, uh, and the baby leave Dickhead Bill. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, uh, right around that time, his mother dies of cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also, too, they get divorced here. Jen- he and Jennifer get divorced, and uh, he has no contact with the baby after that. Of course, does not, not give a shit. Why would he? Uh, meets a woman named Rebecca Hulburton. Okay. Okay. This is uh, now. This he's been divorced four times already. This is this woman here. Uh, Rebecca, he meets her at a party. Uh, he moves in with her into a condo. They live together for two years. While they're living together, he steals about $60,000 from her. Jesus. Yeah. Neil, at this point here, after the divorce and when they first get married, he's unemployed. He's $51,000 in debt, and he's stealing money from this woman. He's yeah. stealing money from Rebecca, and she finds out about it. She knows he's stealing money, and she's making plans to kick her, to kick him out of the house and get the hell away from this guy, basically, because yeah. he's no good. He's not doing anything, and he's stealing all our money. Right. During this time, he meets another woman named Candace Walters that he's also carrying on a relationship with mm-hmm. and stealing money from her also. Of course. Obviously. Uh, he's trying – the, the Walters woman, she tries to find out about him, tries to find out anything. He said he had homes in Las Vegas and Denver but never gave the address or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, he took a bunch of money from her, thousands of dollars. She made him sign a promissory note for the money and threatened to expose him to his girlfriend uh-huh. and even the police if he doesn't pay her back. Like she was trying to strong arm yeah. this guy. The way the prosecutor put it, rather than being exposed for the person he really was, he came up with a plan. Oh, no. And his plan is, okay, on Candace, June 30th, Candace, Candace. June 30th, 1998, uh, he does a little shopping in the morning. Okay. He buys lava soap, yep. four eye bolts, yep. which are bolts yep. nylon rope, duct tape. And also a seven and a half pound splitting maul. You know what a splitting maul is? It's an axe that has a flat side on the back, not a double sided axe. One axe, it's for splitting wood. Right. So he gets one of those also. You can hammer the back through shit or. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the the condo he was sharing with Hulbert and they were were doing renovations. The carpeting had all been removed from the hallways and there was butcher paper covering all the windows and glass in the house. Yeah. Because they were painting and doing all sorts of shit like that. Now, Neil returns home. 
from his shopping trip. He places a chair in the middle of the living room, which we know is a bad sign. Yeah. And he invites Rebecca into the room. And then he plays some Huey Lewis in the news like American Psycho. Because uh, that's what he hit him with, too. Yeah, this is more like uh, this is more like less American Psycho, more Reservoir Dogs oh, boy. type of thing here. Uh, this is rough here. Uh, he tells her she comes into the room. She's wearing a bathrobe. Uh-huh. Uh, he tells her that he he had, he'd been telling her, I have a surprise for you. I have a surprise for you. Yeah. And he had said that and she thought she meant he's going to repay him because he'd been lying to everyone saying that he had a, a settlement that he just won for fifty two million dollars. And he had all this money coming in. He's paying everybody back mm-hmm. and he's going to buy everybody houses and he's just everything's perfect and happy. Right. He doesn't know how much fifty thousand fifty two million dollars goes. That doesn't go. No. You can't buy all of your people that you owe money to. Well, houses. you probably can. That's you a just won't have of, anything left. You won't have a lot left. <laughs> but he's saying, you know, these couple people here, uh, he's saying, so she comes in thinking she's going to get the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had her that morning write out checks for more than $55,000 to pay back her creditors, saying yeah. you'll have the money in there. Don't worry about it. And then he calls her in the room and says, sit down. I have a surprise for you. So she's uh-huh. like, oh, my money's coming. This is great. In his words, he said that she was filled with joy and happiness. Yeah. He opens a bottle of champagne to celebrate uh, to celebrate uh, Hull Burton's, you know, she's getting out of the debt. Windfall. This is going to be great. He puts a briefcase on her lap and says, put your hands on it, saying that, you know, this is where the money is, basically. Right. And she's very excited. Uh, she he does it. She he covers her head with a blanket so she couldn't see, like making it like it's a big surprise. Oh my god! And then he uh, takes the mall and he hits her from behind several times with the back part of the mall, oh the hammer god. part of the mall, several times. Uh, brought the weapon down. The prosecutor said, "quote With such force that it completely caved in the back of her skull, sending skull fragments into her brain and gouging out a two-inch piece of skull that went flying across the room." Holy shit! Yes, absolutely fucking brutal. Uh, that's not the worst thing he did to her. Then he then wrapped her like a mummy in plastic and yeah. put her against the wall. Okay, that's not it. Okay, now the day after he killed her, he goes to Candace Walters. Mm-hmm. This is the woman we discussed before yeah. who was threatening him. Uh, she was working at a bartender, as a bartender on the Sheraton. Uh, he told her the same bullshit. He told her he was a hitman for the mob and all this. He had yeah. all these stories. I'm a black belt. I'm a hitman. I'm, no, he's just full of shit, Everything except for I'm a piece of shit, which is yeah. what he really is. He said that he was a hitman, and he had there was an old mob guy that he was supposed to kill once but didn't kill the guy, so now the guy died and left him all his money and his will. That's where he's getting $52 million. He's from. good at this. He's good at this. Uh, he said that he, he's going to get custody of his daughter now. Mm-hmm. He's, he paid off his ex-wife mm-hmm. to get custody of his daughter. Everything's great. He's going to pay her back. And he told her, Candace, that he that she would, quote, be paid handsomely for maintaining her silence okay. about his former, edu- uh, you know, everything. Right, his former, his hitman Because I'm a hitman. Yeah. I don't need everybody knowing that. She was for, <laughs> yeah. He was going to give her $100,000 and they were going to fly to Vegas. He said he had a brand new Toyota 4Runner for her. He's going to buy her a house. He's yeah. got a giant thing. This whole big bullshit. It's $2.5 million is what he said uh, he was going to have waiting for him there to do all this. Even showed her pictures of houses, mm-hmm. saying, this is my house in Vegas. It's a giant mansion. Isn't it beautiful? Mm-hmm. Uh, shows up, uh, picks her up, takes her to his townhouse, the one that we were just visiting. Right. Uh, he said that the forerunner had been delivered, uh, but she went in the door, and uh, because everything was covered, she couldn't see everything, and apparently didn't see the blood 
everywhere. Didn't see the spatter. Didn't even see the black plastic wrapped dead body. Just what? feet from her. Has her sit in the chair in the middle of the room. She's wearing a white sundress. Yeah. Just waiting for her surprise. She 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 he, she didn't want to be covered with the blanket because she said she didn't want her hair messed up for the Jesus. trip. That's how innocent this girl yeah. was to this whole thing. This poor woman. She's nineteen. Uh, yeah. He disappears. No, this woman is forty eight. Oh, the nineteen oh, is Jennifer, yeah, 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 the ex-wife. Yeah. He comes back, uh, he leaves the room, comes back with the mall, and hits her with the blade side of the mall four times and just decimates her, obviously. Of course. Uh, That wasn't enough for him, though. She's dead, but he decided he needed to urinate on her head and shoulders also. (laughs) That's, yeah, I know you're laughing out of uncomfort because you have your hands over your head. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's What? I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, Then he put her body next to Rebecca, put a sheet over it. The next day... He has another woman that he knows named Suzanne, and he's hanging out with her roommate, a woman named Beth is in quotes. He was sleeping with Beth, basically. Uh, He says he's taking Suzanne on a trip to Vegas to get her a job. So he said first he had a surprise for Beth, though, and he come to my townhouse. I'm going to show you this great surprise for Beth. I can't wait. Pulls into the garage, shuts the garage door. She said that, quote, he explained it would be more or less like a dress rehearsal, that he wanted me to be blindfolded and he wanted to put duct tape around my mouth because that's how he was going to he was going to bring Beth in the house to see her surprise. <laughs> you don't need duct tape over well, your yeah. mouth for a surprise. Blindfold is one yeah, thing. That's fine. That can be fun. Right. But not duct tape. That's not fun anymore. <laughs> I don't need you to talk. <laughs> um, she said he just seemed very excited and he was all excited, had her take off her glasses, put the bath towel around her eyes and for a blindfold, did the whole thing. He put duct tape over her mouth, everything, right? Takes her through the garage, leads her inside. Uh, he even picked up his cat. He had a cat. And he said, oh, I want you to meet my cat. I'm going to get my cat a treat and all uh, that shit, blah, 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 Of course blah. he's got a cat. She said it didn't feel right. Yeah. Uh, they reached a room. He turned her around and told her to sit down. Uh, the seat was, you know, pushed her all the way down. She realized she was sitting on a mattress, not a chair at that yeah. point. The mattress is on the floor? Uh, yes. There's then, no bed frame. There's no Those bed frame. And then, he t- <laughs> yeah. and then he ties her up. Oh, my also, God. ties her up. She's spread eagle this on is, her back. This is a great surprise. Up. Yeah, this is horrible. Uh, she says that, he, you know, she's crying, saying, I don't didn't want to be I don't want to be tied up and yeah. all that sort of thing. Uh, he said she said he opened up her blouse, cut off her bra and cut off her pants. Oh, and underwear my God. With a knife. Uh, horrible. Right. So she's tied up and blindfolded mm-hmm. and he takes the blindfold off of her. And he had put something on her stomach mm-hmm. and said, look at that. And it was a piece of human skull. <gasps> just wanted to show, he just wanted to show it to her just to say, look what I got there. What the, look what I got there. That's literally what it was. <laughs> and then covered her back up again and warned that if she screamed, he would kill her. Okay. So at this point, she's tied up. He goes to get somebody else. What? He's bringing somebody else into the scenario. A woman named Angela Freet is now in the, or Feet is into the mix here, okay. a 28-year-old woman. He brings her in to show her a surprise, which he had been telling her he's getting all this money, he's going to yeah. help her. She thought it was a new house for her, right. which is insane. Surprise is a naked woman tied up? Yeah. Uh, so he's going to get her, but before he does that, he is tormenting, uh, tormenting yeah. this woman. She's sure. tied up. Uh, Suzanne, she's got, he showed her the skull. He then goes over to the bodies, lifted up the blanket on the bodies and held up a leg. Oh my God. And said things like that. And he was, he was kicking the bodies like, Hey, look at this. Like he was just showing her how little human life meant to him. Obviously she thought she was going to die at this point. Of course. Uh, He tapes her mouth closed again. He said, she said he fondled her a bit, but said that there wasn't any time for that right now because he's got other things to do. She could hear people. 
upstairs mm-hmm. uh, coming in. So he covers her head to toe in a blanket and leaves the room mm-hmm. because there's other people there. So she's tied up. She has the blanket on. She can hear whispering. Yeah. And then she hears duct tape being pulled off the roll. Oh, God. And she, and she hears Neil say, can you get out of that? And uh, that's, that's how she's hearing this. Like, basically exactly what happened to her. She's hearing it again. She yeah. hears a woman answer him. Oh, my uh, God. So he knows, she knows that there's another person yeah, being tied she, up. She knows it's Rebecca or it's Angela Feet. Right. She hears the, she hears can the voice. She knows that. Can you get out of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's unreal. Uh, he ties Angela up. Angela looks over mm-hmm. at Suzanne and says, you know, we're not getting out of here alive, are we? Mm-hmm. And uh, Neil just kept. You know, kept ignoring. He was talking, like having a conversation about like the weather and shit like Jesus. that. Uh, it's unreal. Gave gave uh, uh, Suzanne a, a, a was drag of her cigarette stuff like that. So you want to drag of the what? cigarette? So they're just like sitting here in this weird this weird holding pattern. Yeah. Uh, he tie he gets her gets Suzanne tied up again. Yeah. Has her bound. Has the whole deal. Uh-huh. Uh, he has Angie sitting in the in a plastic patio chair next to the mattress as the Angela woman here. Uh, she doesn't, you know, Suzanne can't see her exactly. She's kind of behind her her uh, peripheral, her peripheral vision here. And then at a, he does see, what she does see is Neil with his uh, with the mall raised above him. And, uh, and she said she saw him hit Angie. Oh, my and God. And she said that, uh, you know, she, she heard Angie bleed out on the floor. My God. Like she heard blood pouring out and that sort of thing. So then there are now three dead women in the room. Yes. Three dead women and an alive one. So he forces her to uh, perform oral sex on yeah. him, and he rapes her, yes. obviously. Of course. Um, he He's with her a whole the whole day. Jesus. He takes her back to her apartment mm. where her roommate is one of his girlfriends, Beth. He says that he's going to tell Beth everything, and he's going to tell her what happened. Tell her what? This. Tell her there's three dead chicks, and you just raped me? That's what she's going to, yeah, that's what he's saying. And she's he's like, cool, that, that's what we'll do. Yeah, so he takes her over there. Yeah. Uh, he tells them not to do anything. He actually leaves the apartment, leaves them there alone. He's he so had, trusting. First, he took all their phones. Yeah. He took uh, all the phones out of the house, yeah. leaves the house. They, she's uh, Suzanne said she was trying to scramble and get her things to leave, and yeah. he came back. Uh, she, he, he allowed them to call one of their male friends to come over yeah. and met him at the door with a gun in his face and uh-huh. said, get in here. And, you know, if you leave, it's going to be bad for them, basically. And yeah. so they, he came in. He ended up leaving and trusting that they wouldn't say anything. Suzanne tells Beth everything that happened. Of course. So they call, you know, 911 because they're not stupid. Right. And uh, they end up finding the bodies. Uh-huh. And they end up, obviously, they know who did it. They yeah. find Neil and they arrest Neil. And he is 100%. How did they call the police? They had it. Beth had a cell phone hidden okay. somewhere. All right. Beth had a cell phone okay. and Beth had to call up. And also the guy who came over also had a cell phone. Oh, thank God. Uh, he's he and he, he left all three of them in the apartment together, trusting they would be fine. Apparently he had. So he figured he had such a hold over these people yeah. that it was it was fine. Uh, he goes to court for this. First of all, he confesses first to a news reporter yeah. for two hours and then gives a seven and a half hour detailed confession to yeah. police about the whole thing. He also confesses to killing 500 people, he uh-huh. said, which they don't believe at no. all. They think this is all or there might be other people. Who knows? Because he disappears for months. Who knows? Yeah. This is what I mean when you hear about these interstate killings. Yeah. And stuff. Who knows how many there bodies are laying on the roadside? The yeah. No goddamn idea. Uh, he decides he's going to plead guilty. Mm-hmm. Right away. He says he sure as hell did do it. Uh, he decides also, because this is a big murder trial, and so you want a lawyer with the most experience, who's got more experience than Dickhead Bill himself? 
Not a lawyer at all. He chose to represent himself. He's going to represent himself. <laughs> uh, he tells the judge he's guilty without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, during the trial process, because he represented himself, he gets special considerations in jail, extra hours in the library. He gets a VCR and a TV so he can watch the tape of his confession. He's allowed to keep all sorts of writing materials and things that the other prisoners aren't allowed to have. He's allowed to have a cell phone that mm. he can call 10 minutes a day on to call his you know, witnesses, like right. he says, but instead who, what he's calling is his girlfriend in Arizona. What? He's got a new girlfriend in Arizona who's like a trust fund baby, and and she says that there's lies or the pre- lies are in the press and it's all bullshit, and she is supporting him. She's got He's got her all manipulated up, too. Yeah, he has a wedding band on at yeah. one point before the trial, before the, you know, sentencing and the trial start. He's got a wedding band on, and he's mad because... He called a store to ask about some wedding thing, and they didn't treat him right. Wow. So he was all pissed off and complaining to the press about that, that I'm in here for triple murder and rape, and I'm not being treated like a valuable customer. They are I don't not, like it. They said they will not make my cake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says that he's fighting with his defense counsel more than the prosecution because yeah. they don't want him to they, they don't want him to, to they want him to pull his plea back and right. all this sort of thing. So anyway, he doesn't. He's found you know, guilty because he pled guilty yeah. on September twentieth, nineteen ninety nine. He he represents himself before a panel that will decide whether he's getting the death penalty or not. That's what I was going to say. This is a yeah. bad idea in Colorado. You don't yeah. do that in Colorado. He's it's his job to present the mitigating factors, yeah. and he doesn't find many because <laughs> you know he tries to say that he was abused as a child and sexual abuse and stuff like that, but. Right. No, sorry, not, not going to fly. Excuse, no. What you did was horrible. He's trying to compare himself to another guy who got let off, who had like a horrific, a horrific childhood where his mother burned him with cigarettes Jesus. and his father raped him when he was five and all this type of shit. Like, that's not the same upbringing, no. dude. Like, they took mercy on that guy because he was really screwed up. You're just right. a scumbag. Right. You know? Uh, you're they, bitching in the press because a cake maker won't chop up the wife yeah. uh, figurine on top of the cake. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's got money in jail. Yeah. By the way, Jewel, his, his his new girlfriend was from Phoenix, and she would go up there to see him. Uh, haircuts cost six dollars. He would pay in cash and leave the rest of the twenty as he'd give a twenty and say, "Keep the rest." How as does a he tip. have so much? She's, she's giving him money. Wow. She's putting money in his. She's thing. putting so much in yeah. there. You can spend twenty on a haircut. Yeah. Uh, he says in court that he's a changed man, mm-hmm. and you know Jesus and Jesus, and I'm I I just I I want to live. He says so I can zealously serve Jesus oh, in prison. Boy. Blah, 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 all that bullshit. Uh, He does not uh, cross-examine the rape victim Mm because Suzanne testifies and she tells it all. Really? Oh, yeah. She tells it all. He doesn't cross-examine anything. because he knows it's going to not look good for him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, The court sees the the confession of his his police confession. They also hear everything that he did. They see the photos. Uh, They sentence him to death. Good. Uh, Death penalty for each woman killed. Wow. uh, Is what he gets. So three death penalties for whatever 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 that's worth. It really is. It's hard to shake, except in 2003, uh, February of 2003, the Colorado Supreme Court rules that the Colorado's use of a three-judge panel for the penalty phase was not constitutional, and they commute his sentence to life in prison. Without, though, right? Without the possibility. Yeah, right, right, right. He's in life in prison. Okay. And that is it. He's there. Thank God. Done. Dickhead Bill Cody can can go and I what a that, horrible I hate person. that he chose that nickname because while Bill Cody was like, yeah. he's a big deal in Colorado. Granted, I'm, I'm sure he was a piece of shit. But, but yeah, no, they, I don't know if he was this big of a right. piece of shit. There was this no TMZ or Wikipedia back then. 
if you want to maybe get a hold of dickhead Bill Cody, you can. Oh, no. You can get a hold of this asshole. Uh, if you want to write him, call him an asshole. Yeah. I don't care. He is prisoner number, uh, pr- prisoner ID is 10384. Address is CDZ, I'm sorry, CDOC slash CSP. P.O. Box 777, Canyon City, Colorado, zip code 81215. He has a prisoner pal profile saying, uh, let's see here. He said that he's, he, I am very open-minded and easygoing and young at heart. And I, I open en- minds. Yeah, I enjoy new things and it, seem, and it seems laughing at myself is more, uh, laughing at myself more is one of them. Wow. What an asshole. He's laughing Canyon at yourself. City. You're Can- a fucking murderer. Canyon City is beautiful, by the way. That The well, area around it, that's not, where they put not the prison. Where he is. That's where they put the prison? I doubt his cell is pretty. No, I hope it's fucking terrible and I hope it's hot. And guys, there's so much more that he did. Like this would ha- I know you guys don't like two parters. Right. Everyone bitches about the two parters. This one could go so long. We could have gone three parts because there's so much here. We could have wow. done three parts. We could have really gotten into his, his all of the scams he yeah. pulled and all of the shit he pulled on all these Ugh. other women, but it, it was horrible enough and uh if you like what you heard, or yeah. you did not heard the story, but if you like I how we- I hated the story, and I loved your, your telling. I'm proud of this one. <laughs> uh, please, please get on iTunes. Give us five stars. Uh, give us five stars. You know, clouds are fluffy. We yeah. don't care. It doesn't matter. Cars go vroom. Uh, <laughs> if that is not enough for you, if you need so to dig deeper- you'd never make our wedding cake. <laughs> yes, if you need to dig deeper and reward me for having nightmares for the last two <laughs> nights after researching this, you can get on patreon.com slash crime and sports, which is the name of our other podcast, which you should also be listening yeah. to. All that money goes to us, and you can drop us a donation uh if you want to do just a one-time quick donation you can go to paypal our paypal there is crime and sports at gmail.com also we you can follow us on twitter yep. at uh, murder small on facebook it's small town pod yep and here are some people that were so nice to us this week this week was fucking incredible truly i, I can't tell you how fat how how amazing it was uh the list just strap in because this Let's is gonna be it. fast uh sarah paling uh susan with no last name you know who you are lowell johnson in oklahoma he updated his donation woodrow lemke i think it's lemke it might be lemk i hope it's lemke because lemk is terrible yes uh, jacques kennedy k she didn't give a name just k or he i don't know right. uh gretchen schwartz jason fuller he's been listening for over I a love year jason and he fuller. just uh, he you, just jason. signed up uh amber uh amber christopherson Carolyn Hill, Caroline Hill, maybe uh, Tom Carmick, Audrey Young, David Lenker, Susie Q, Mariah, uh, Maria Macklin, Casey Josh, uh, Katie Garland. She, uh, Katie Garland Noble, she upped her donation. Oh, Heather Rylander also upped her donation. Monch Sanga uh, from, from fucking England, he, Thanks, he signed up. Uh, James Pogachnik, uh, Be Kind Callie. I don't know what that is. It, I'm assuming that's a name of, of an organization of some sort. I don't know. Uh, Amanda like Gibson, uh, Amy, uh, she upped her donation. Amy, A-M-M-I-E. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, don't, cool. I forget her last name. Amy Keller. Yeah, Keller. Keller. I was Boom. Say, it's with a K. Got I know it. It's a you K. betcha. Uh, Danielle Nishimi, uh, Jason Davis, Mary Zellers, uh, Hattie Jennings, uh, Colin Cameron. He's a real estate agent in uh, in Pennsylvania. So if you're in Gettysburg or uh, or I think it's Gettysburg or somewhere near there. Find the man and buy a house from him. Uh, Phil Cantwell, uh, Elizabeth Freeman, Leah with no no first or no last name. Uh, T- Taylor Hunsaker or Hunsacker, whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Greg Baxter, Jason from New Mexico, uh, Andrew Wiegand, Kelly Mack, Garrett Schaefer, Alexandra Gia, Melissa Schmaltz, Jason Bogue in Texas is a fantastic man, uh, Sarah Strobin, Zachariah Stone, Paul Tripp, 
Catherine Hinman and Christopher Much. That is a lot of people, and I can't yes. thank you guys enough guys, you're for our, fucking doing you're it. You're our lifeblood. Thank you, guys. For real. Honestly. You guys are why we do it, and you're supporting this and that, through every means you can. And that makes us beholden to you, because like, if we have a sponsor that doesn't like our content or whatever, we just go, all right, go the fuck away yeah, then. You bye. know what? Because our listeners take care of us, right. and we do the show for them, right. and that's what it is, and you guys make that possible. So if you don't so like anything you, you do, we do, let us know, and we'll do our best to change yeah, it. We'll do our best, unless it's pronunciations. <laughs> you can eat, <laughs> eat shit on the pronunciation. Pronunciations, because I think town, I nailed every one of these names. If your town mattered, I'd know how to pronounce it. Okay, <laughs> right. if I'd ever heard it said before, I know how to pronounce it. But that uh, you want to give them your social media real quick at Wisman Sucks W H I S M A N Sucks on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Follow me, tweet at me, uh, fucking be involved because we love it. Yeah, it's good. And I am at Jimmy P is funny. You can reach me there. Do whatever you want. Get real creative and try to spell my last name. Or just go. copy and paste it from the show description if you want to be it. smart about it. But that is our show, guys. Wow, it was a wild one. Uh, fucking crazy. Oof. Can't wait for the next one. How about yeah. you? Uh, hopefully we need it'll to cleanse. This. We yeah, need we to need cleanse. to cleanse. And uh, next week I'll have like a middle-aged man being murdered, it. maybe something like That'd that. Not three poor women who had nothing, <laughs> right. who had no reason to be no murdered reason. whatsoever. But uh, yeah, until next week, guys, thank you so much. It's been our pleasure. Bye. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Small Town Murder early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at Wondery.com survey. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus.